Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. I love raw, live, and natural presentations because I give you each week creative resiliency solutions through a portal of my life experience. And as your host, we look forward every week to appreciating the service, the sacrifice, and the celebration of our United States Armed Forces' finest testimonials and interviewees. And today, as your United States Marine Corps veteran host, it is an amazing honor to represent the mission and vision along with my partners at CCME, with educators that care about our troops with the very principles and core values of clean riding style productions. And we wanna thank LA Talk Radio for being the internet platform that helps me reach the private sector, the public sector, and you. With these testimonials, we want you to feel encouraged and uplifted. And this time with the CCME Online Values, we're broadcasting live from the symposium site of the JW Marriott in Austin, Texas. And we have a special series of very special featured guests that pre-recorded their interviews to let you know that housing, health, employment, and education is key. And with their testimonials, we're gonna learn how to reach higher, how to influence others, and how to make sure that we're expanding our pathways into the future with digital technology, metro campuses, brick and mortar schools, and colleges that care about your utilization of the post 9-11 GI Bill. That's why in the first segment, we're gonna give you a word of advice from our vice president, that is, of CCME. He's Michael Madura and our United States Army decorated entrepreneur, Patrick J. Murphy, is going to share a little bit about his military redemption of his own earned benefits, his United States Army service, and his account of being our past undersecretary of the United States Army. With physical, mental, social, and spiritual resilience, we know that it's possible to obtain your degree, raise a family, and even offer online education at the platform that matters, psycharmor.org. Well, from camis to civvies, you can always be yourself. Because Marines, we adapt, overcome, and we transform like our very special in-house live guest who's committed to excellence and to making sure that if you need a service dog or even a helpful, friendly hand to guide the way, maybe it's a human being or maybe it's a chocolate lab, we're going to welcome the creator of R&K Consulting all the way from the Semper Fidelis Department, U.S. Naval Special Guest, Richard Curtis. And we'll be right back with more of the Christina Silva Show, live from Austin, after the special interview featuring Michael Madura, Vice President of CCME, and the one and only Patrick J. Murphy. Welcome, Michael Madura, to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. Now, what is CCME? Thank you, Christina. It's an honor to talk to you today. And CCME is the Council of College and Military Educators. The organization has been around for over 40 years. And for 40 years, been primarily focused on providing the best educational opportunities for servicemen and women as well as veterans across the country. We hold an annual conference every year and this year of course we're in Austin where we have many uh, speakers as well as corporate sponsors and educators. We've created pathways and different education tracks for those uh, so they can pursue their educational opportunities. And we've also been incredibly, um, incredibly honored today to have the former Undersecretary of the Armory, Mr. Patrick Murphy, as our keynote speaker. 
uh, who shared some incredible insight um, into many different areas to our membership. Thank you, Mr. Michael Madera, for those words. And we also want to thank the entire expansion of our CCME board, including our current president, Janine Wirt. And before we get to know about the keynote speech that Patrick J. Murphy shared with all of us live from the symposium, let's compliment Janine Wirt. Absolutely. Janine Wirt is our current president, and she had the um, audacious task, I guess, of putting this whole conference together with the board, and she's proven to be an incredible leader, someone who is passionate about military and veteran education, and um, who's done a wonderful, wonderful job coordinating and planning this entire conference, and I'm really proud to serve on her board. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Educating our veterans live is a community responsibility. And now, without further ado, let's hear a little bit about Patrick J. Murphy's accomplishments. Patrick Murphy is now joining us live on the Christina Silva Show with an honorable time to recap and remember the most important highlights from his keynote speech at the 2019 CCME Symposium. Patrick J. Murphy, welcome to the Christina Silva Show. Christina, it's great to be with you. It's what a great day. Amazing. Well, with United States Army service under your belt and so many other accomplishments, like the former secretary, that's the former undersecretary of the United States Army, why is it so important for you to have participated in this year's 2019 CCME Symposium? This, what the Council of College and Military Educators do every single day across our nation is remarkable. They are in the front lines when it's allowing these young Americans who are serving our country currently and their spouses were transitioning out to go live their dreams, to make sure they're doing what's necessary to take that next step, whether it's in the military or in the private sector. Thank you so much, Mr. Murphy. What I loved most about your speech is the empathy, compassion, and thanks to all of our armed forces. And with the Army, we know that courage, integrity, and selfless service is number one. But there's something special about the acronym Marine. That's right, we all know that there's only one varsity team and that's the Army. And that Marines stand for muscles are required, intelligence not essential. Although, Christina, I know you're a former Marine and, and listen, I, we joke about that, but in all seriousness, as the land forces, we also know that the Army stands for aren't ready to be Marine yet. So we have fun, we're brothers and sisters fighting and jabbing at each other, but we all know only the Army knows how to say it the right way. Hula! Yes, yes, and yes, Semper Fidelis and Hua. Well, it's so awesome to know that CCME is the advocating source of higher education and the benefits thereof are no laughing matter. So with some of the keynotes from your speech, let's talk about the importance of thanking everyone who is serving with over 190,000 troops protecting our borders, our waters, and our lands. That's right, and when we all went to bed last night, again, 190,000 of our young men and women who have answered the call are in over 170 foreign countries representing us, the United States of America. They are our sons and daughters. We need to make sure that we're doing everything we possibly can to give them what they need so it's not a fair fight. But also, when they come home, that we give them the ability to utilize CCME and educators across our great country to take that next step, to think critically, and to go into a profession they know might be the next chapter of their lives. Thank you so much. We're talking with our former Undersecretary of the United States Army, Patrick J. Murphy, who studied himself and earned many degrees while serving and also having a little fun on the side. Share with us about the personal plight to your higher education success. Well, I was very, very lucky. I'm a blue collar guy, grew up in a row house in, in Northeast Philadelphia. Uh, I went to community college. But 
within 10 years was able to become a professor and earn my law degree and teach at West Point as an army captain, which was such an incredible experience. I was there though, unfortunately, when 9-11 happened, when our nation was attacked and over a thousand Americans were murdered that day. And so I volunteered and quickly deployed uh, twice uh, on behalf of our country uh, to bring justice to those who did us harm. And uh, I'm proud of my service, but then took the next chapter, uh, you know, while in the army, did some great things like jumping out of airplanes for a living with the 82nd Airborne Division, et cetera, and served as part of the invasion force in Iraq. But then to come home and then to serve in political public service as the first Iraq veteran in the U.S. Congress. And to work with people like uh, Tim Walls, who's my roommate, who's a command sergeant major in the Army. He's now the governor of Minnesota and Senator Jim Webb. Uh, and to pass the post 9-11 GI Bill for the next generation of soldiers and sailors and airmen and Marines and their spouses to go utilize those type of benefits was an awesome responsibility. And to see it come to fruition and see so many lives being changed has been a remarkable uh, experience in my life and something that we're all very, very proud of. Well, it is an understatement to thank you for your service and for your commitment to sharing a little bit about the portal from your perspective about legislative advocacy and the importance of higher education. And being a valued member and visitor with the CCME 2019 Symposium, share with us a little bit about the forceful, most wonderful things you said in your keynote speech. Well, Christine, I, I talked about our troops are civic assets to our nation, that they are more likely to do well in higher ed. They're more likely to major in STEM, they have higher GPAs, and they're more likely to be employed when they leave than non-veterans or civilians. And that's a credible testament of their grit, of their desire, of their intensity to do better, not just for themselves, but for our communities and for our country. And so to see that and to see so many of these veterans go and start their own small businesses. You know, you look at the original GI Bill, 16 million Americans came back and they went into higher education. We democratized education in America, allowing regular Americans to go to college. But of those World War II generation, 49%, almost half, went and started their own small business and created iconic global brands like Johnson & Johnson, like Walmart, Nike, FedEx, Wendy's restaurants. You know, And so we should be very, very proud of their service and I'm excited about the next generation, my generation of post 9-11 veterans and the next generation of iconic global brands that are being built right now across America by our American veterans and their spouses. That's a direct message from Patrick J. Murphy at CCME Online, the symposium in 2019 in Austin, Texas. It'll never be the same again. And you have to be ready and armored with your education. So a little bit about our author, our founder, and our legislative advocate, Patrick J. Murphy, and psycharmor.org. Well, PsychArmor is a nonprofit. It's free online digital education for veterans and those who care about our veterans. And so it could be about fiscal readiness. It could be about how to utilize your post 9-11 GI Bill. It could be also about how to, you know, have basically an honest conversation with those who aren't familiar with the military culture. There's a great, and these courses are about six minutes, some are 12 minutes, but again, they're free online courses that you could take. And you know, there's one course that's 15 things every veteran wants you to know. And again, you might say, well, of course I'm a veteran or I know about it, but how about your colleagues at these higher educational institutions? How about your friends and family that might just watch this 10 minute video and maybe pick something up and learn from it. And so we break down that civilian military divide that sometimes unfortunately is out there just because of demographics, not because of any ill will. 
as a center of influence myself, we're expanding pathways and we're influencing the future of higher education. And it starts with you. For more information about free education, visit psycharmor.org. And with a closing statement from Patrick J. Murphy, be inspired from the symposium. Well, I will tell you first, if, if I could ever be helpful to you or your family members, please let me know. Uh, you can reach me on social media. I'm at Patrick Murphy PA, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc. cetera. Uh, but I will tell you that we are all put on this earth to make a difference. We're all put on this earth to make lives better for those around us, not just our family members, but in our community. And I would just say we all need to redouble our efforts to reach out and be proactive and let people know that there's opportunities out there they can tap into at their higher ed educational institutions, but also in their community to be helped and to do great things and to be leaders of character for a lifetime of service. Because an American veteran is truly a civic asset to our nation. Semper Fidelis, and we're going Army, and we're going to remember our home, where we came from. What's happening in Pennsylvania? Uh, what's happening in Pennsylvania right now is that we're just enjoying the, the beating of the Navy football team and the Army-Navy game in Philadelphia for the second year in a row. And we're looking forward to next year coming back in Philadelphia. And it's the America's game. Uh, it's the third most watched football game in America. And it's, again, cadets from the United States Military Academy at West Point, where I'm the distinguished chair, but also the Naval Academy. Uh, and these are two great institutions that develop leaders of character for a lifetime of service. And so just this past weekend, we had the Army-Navy basketball game up at West Point. The Army won. Christina, I'm sorry to let you know that. But uh, again, you know, we have fun in, in the fields of friendly strife. But the reality of it is we're all brothers and sisters willing to fight and unfortunately sometimes have to die on behalf of our nation because we love our country, frankly, more than ourselves. A selfless sacrifice, once again, of service, professionalism, and aptitude. This is the Christina Silva Show, and we educated our veterans very well with Patrick J. Murphy. And we'll be back with more at the CCME Symposium right after these words. Well, we hope you enjoyed the pre-recorded live enthusiasm from our guests, Vice President of CCME, Michael Madura, and Patrick J. Murphy, United States Army veteran and past Undersecretary of the United States Army. You're listening to The Christina Silva Show, which is proudly brought to you in part by sponsors that care about military, law enforcement, and our first responding personnel of the United States of America. The Christina Silva Show is a CRS production with no federal endorsement intended nor implied. We want to thank State Farm Jimmy Ramirez Agency for supporting us near Fort MacArthur from the honorable historic city of San Pedro because State Farm is a good neighbor because they care about offering jobs to our military and we want to give you lots of resources and benefits. But higher education is key, said our director of Western Military Campuses, Janice Neal. Webster.edu forward slash L-A-A-F-B is the Metro campus that cares. And did you know that you can earn your undergraduate, graduate, and master's degree from Webster at Los Angeles Air Force Base, even if you're a civilian, active duty member of the military, spouse, or corporate professional? Anyone can choose Webster University 24 hours a day online. Webster.edu forward slash L-A-A-F-B is the exclusive military metro campus here for you 24-7. And without Cami's two civvies, a 501c3, CEO and founder Christina Silva would not be the host that knows firsthand about military service, capabilities after service, and overcoming obstacles. 
Triumph with Travail. That's what the Christina Silva Show is all about. And when we merchandise forward, we know that merch for award is for a cause. Thank you to our premier pinnacle sponsor, DSG International. The six foot five mirror image twins, Darren and Steve Gable, hired a broker consultant hero, Christina Silva. 125 years of excellence with the combined sponsors that make this show possible each and every week. And now, thank you so much to CCME for allowing individual members to volunteer, advocate, and join the platform to expand the pathway so you are motivated to continue your education, get it started, and be inspired to wait for your graduation when you walk the stage with your very own master's degree. Now, every year we promise you experts and subject matter dedicated individuals that have served our country and life is about destiny and every time you listen to the show there's always a miracle in our midst now your faith may not be the core value that you share with others but mine is we're certainly called to a purpose when we're born and we kind of back into our mission and we give our rewards and testimonials on air so that you know you're equal to anyone anyone that has served will serve and does serve is someone we want to thank. So every show we try and remember everyone deployed and we do that knowing the crimson red blood stripe of the Marine Corps is also that of our US Navy. And we are honored to have in our presence three dedicated individuals that are also serving, have served and will serve. And that is the Mrs. Curtis, our very chocolate lab, Cobb, C-O-B, don't get it twisted, and our professional, Bio is here about Richard G. Curtis Jr. Richard was born in Newport, Rhode Island, and after graduating from Lake Powell High School in Winter Park, Florida in 1990, he made that decision and joined our United States Navy. And upon his completion of boot camp, he attended a trade school in Damneck, Virginia. I said it, Richard G. Curtis Jr. That's Richard G. Curtis Jr. is decorating the Christina Silva Show on a whim. CCME and the lovely JW Marriott. Can we get a Semper Fi? Semper Fi, hoorah. Well, Richard, I know it's hard for our veterans to hear about their humble bios that have accomplishments we cannot thank you enough for. I'm sitting here trembling, my voice is quaking, and I'm so honored at the electrical power transmitting between myself, your wife, you, and your chocolate lab. Without further ado, I just want to read a couple more of your amazing accomplishments from your bio that you've submitted. And to thank you for your will to show up on the show with a half an hour that's going to change the eyes, ears, and hearts of America. May I? Absolutely. Thank you. Well, Richard, your first assignment was a nuclear missile technician on board the USS John C. Calhoun. That's MT. And your home ported in Charleston, South Carolina in 1993. Then you converted from MT to submarine radio man, RM. And on the Christina Silva Show, Richard, we have acronyms that the world wants to know about so they can know. About the cabin in the submarine. Sure. How big is that? It's a little over 500 feet, four stories, uh, about 45 feet around. Um, it's a trident. The submarine radio room is probably not much bigger than, you know, two walk-in closets. So, so it's kind of small, but in, in the grand scheme of things, it, you, you fit a lot in it to do your job. Thank you for personifying your bio as I read it. I want to thank you for the USS John C. Calhoun that will never be the same again, and then you gave more of yourself to serve as a PCU Maine, USS Pennsylvania, USS Maine, USS Maryland, and you finished your submarining career as the chief of the boat 
the Cobb on board the USS Rhode Island. Yes. Hence yeah. the name Cobb. So uh, the senior enlisted advisor in the Marine Corps, your uh, command sergeant major, on a submarine is the chief of the boat, senior enlisted. So when Cobb came into the family, my you know my dog here, he uh, he's chief of the boat. So we kind of had to kind of keep the Cobb theme going, and you know he's been with me for five years. He is amazingly poised. He is very well kept, and he is so loving at your feet. And we just want to thank you for your humility, courage, honor, and for the esprit de corps that Marines and, as a Department of the Navy member, appreciate. So from the submarine to the symposium is the honorable <laughs> tagline of our show today, and we want to thank you alongside our CCME vice president that I'm sure you will be acquainted with, have to say about that. And with Patrick J. Murphy and his contributions about free education and military culture, the world is having a live expose for your testimonial today about the culture, the transition, and the Camis to Civvies. So Camis to Civvies is an organization that my family and I founded, and we have uh, my sons, Justin and Julian, they live through Marine Corps post-traumatic stress, and mm. it has evidenced itself in the form of hypervigilance in my life. And I share that with my audience because I'm the go-getter, the gift of gab, mm. U.S. Marine that can do it all. Well, one day, 25 years later after service, I found that I couldn't. And something subconscious said, sit down, lie down, and be quarantined and figure out what you're doing on this planet. So about four years ago, when I had that breakdown that I didn't know that I would have to undergo, when I served in the military, 89 to 1993, during the Persian Gulf era, I lost my dad, was pregnant, had my wisdom teeth pulled out. Rodney King was in LA. LA was on fire. The United States National Guard was there in California issuing the uh, in and out 10 minute shopping rule on a curfew. And we also had Somalia, Desert Storm, Lebanon, the Persian Gulf, Desert Shield, all of these different things going on. Well, your meritorious mass Marine and mother made it. My baby was the first born in the San Canyon Irvine Hospital adjacent to Camp Pendleton. I served in Tustin at the old MCAS air station with MAG 16. And I just want to thank my recruiter and you for knowing what the heck I really mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I, and uh, it's a. Uh... You know, it's a long list of things that uh, some civilians may not uh, understand the acronym, but I, I do believe that um, we get it right when we say thank you for your service because it's something that our Vietnam and Korean veterans didn't get. Um, it's just our job now to pay it forward to your children, to my children, and to the next generation of servicemen and women. Yeah. Most definitely. And that is why we thank CCME and all of the participating agencies from our very own ball ed team with Don Bilodeau and our own speakers from the VA. The VA does care. And it's about navigating Cami's to civvies as a submarine leader and a cob. Thank you, Chief. May I call you, Chief? Absolutely. For your efforts to help the world dumb down and know that the transition is real. And I want to know very well as our next upcoming keynote speaker at CCME, the symposium from January 21st to the 24th here live in Austin, why you accepted this speech and what you're going to talk about and share like you will on the radio today about your career. Um, so you've met the CCME president, I take it. Uh, she's rather persistent and she doesn't like to ask more than once. So uh, I said, sure, I'll, I'll do it. And as servicemen and women, and, and that's a holistic term, meaning, you know, retired active duty veteran, whether you retired or you, you did three years, four years or six or, or whatever. 
you're still a veteran. So I say servicemen and women holistic. Um, my message is on noise, but it's not to the service uh, members. It's to the professionals around. Are we creating noise? Uh, and if we are creating noise, what is uh, what is a way that we can help our service members navigate that noise? Um, when I visit uh, some of the senior enlisted in the Navy in Rhode Island, um, I often tell them there's two things you're going to take with you out of the military in general. The first one is RET after your name if you choose to retire. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is your education. So the first one's pretty much a given. The second one's on you. Um, there's many opportunities for us to get an education, to get certifications, to receive apprenticeships, uh, but it's incumbent upon us to get through them or, or to go get them and complete them. But if we can't get through the noise that's in our way, um, there are scholars that say, you know, the lizard brain takes over and the lizard brain is really just, we, we get frustrated, then we get lazy. You know, it's kind of like binge watching a, a TV show the next thing you know, you're on season seven, episode 11, when you started at season one, episode one, and you didn't realize an entire Saturday or Sunday was gone. Um, so education is no different. It's always easy to say, ah, I'll get my degree tomorrow. Uh, I'll get my degree tomorrow. Um, and if you, if you, have, if you may, uh, I have an anecdotal story on that. Um, I was doing a review of a, a, an E9 friend of mine, Master Chief, and I had asked him, I said, hey, what are you going to do when you get out of the Navy? Because he's coming up on 30. And he said, I don't know. I said, do you have a degree? And he said, no. I said, well, let, let me send you to a friend who can review your joint service transcript, which is basically just a, you know, a, a transcript of all the military and college and things that he's taken. And when we got done reviewing it, we actually had to send uh, his joint service transcript to the military director because he had so many credits that he hadn't cashed in yet. And um, when I told him that, he was like, wow, I guess I should cash him in. And uh, fast forward, my friend had a nervous breakdown about two months ago because the stress of things is just coming so fast and, uh, you know, retirement is creeping quicker. Um, and then he and I've talked and I said, hey, you've got to be selfish towards the end and you've got to take care of yourself. And part of that is, is, is taking time to do your education. Um, even if you don't plan on using it, maybe, you know, go, uh, go get your certification as a mechanic or a refrigeration or plumbing or electrical, um, but use the services we have. From the submarine to the symposium, you're listening to an up-close, personally professional account from our service, CMC, Richard Rich Curtis, retired U.S. Navy, and we're thankful him for his keynote speech coming up live at the CCME Symposium January 24th. And we give credit where credit is due. And we're making a joyful noise with our testimonial today. Thank you to our current CCME president, Ms. Janine Wirt. She's the director of veteran services at UMass Lowell, and she's been a military family member for most of her life. Janine, what an excellent selection and what a great challenge of optimism to bring forth of keynote speech from Rich Curtis here sharing a live expose on the Christina Silva Show. And now Richard Curtis is gonna share with us a little bit of the highlights of his US Naval career, starting with how many years he served and maybe a few of his mentors, deployments, 
favorite duty stations and a little about his family, including Cobb. Take it away, Richard. All right. So 28 years. Thank you so much. Um, I joined the Navy because my dad was Navy and I was only going to do six years. I wanted to learn a trade. I was uh, in Orlando, Florida, uh, a Navy brat. Um, I was working at Walt Disney World and that wasn't going to last my whole life. So I wanted to go learn a skill uh, and college wasn't for me. So I did, uh, you know, six submarines, 20 deployments in submarines. And then uh, I had a medical issue uh, at the height of my submarine career. And you, you already mentioned chief of the boat of Rhode Island. And I threw my hat in the ring to go be a command master chief uh, in the rest of the Navy. And they, they picked me to go to F-18 squadron out of Oceana, uh, who would ultimately deploy on the aircraft carrier, uh, the USS Enterprise. Um, so we did uh, their la her last deployment, combat deployment to the Middle East uh, in 2012. Uh, and then I came back and uh, threw my hat in the ring uh, for leadership education um, and was on a uh, mobile training team focused on senior NCOs and senior enlisted leader uh, leadership education. And then I threw my name in the hat one more time and got selected <laughs> to be the uh, director of the Senior Enlisted Academy. And for our civilians that are listening, uh, it, it, it's the equivalent of uh, being the dean of the Navy Senior Enlisted College. So uh, I spent some time in higher education. Um, through that time, uh, my wife and my wife's family is all educated. My family is not. Uh, both my parents were high school dropouts. Uh, <clears throat> so there was no education there and there was no push for education. It wasn't even a discussion. So my wife convinced me in 2001 to get more, 1999 to get my associates. And I did. And then eight years later, I got my bachelor's. And then seven years later, I got my master's. And now I'm uh, six months away from hopefully six months away from uh, my final degree and uh, as a doctor um, in executive leadership. So that's kind of, uh, um, would you say, Cammy's? Uh, two civvies. Two civvies. Um, <laughs> wow, sir, sir, wow. sir. So uh, mentors. I don't know if you realize who your mentors are when they're mentoring you. I think it's like... Uh, you know, Eminem says, you know, about your legacy, you're not writing it. They're writing it for you. So um, those mentors are probably for me the most prolific one in my young enlisted career is a gentleman named Tom Ash. And uh, we were doing a, you know, typical evaluation debrief. And I tended as a young E5, E4 to be quite a smart aleck. Uh, I like to push the buttons of others. And Tom said, you know, you're the best 23-7 sailor that, that I have. And I said, hey, Chief, you know, you missed an hour being, being joking. He said, that's, that's what I'm talking about. He said, <clears throat> for one hour a day, you caused me significant pain. And for 23 hours, I can count on you. But it's that one hour that I worry about. When is it going to come? Where is it going to come? How is it going to happen? And that really stung because I didn't want to be known as that guy that didn't follow through on things. So that was probably my first unofficial mentor that really kind of helped, you know, reach me. And then the next guy was young E7. 
Gary Aspen uh, from Philly. And if you've ever met anybody from Philly, <laughs> he, he diehard Eagles fan, live, eat, breathe, die Eagles. And it was in your face all the time. <laughs> but uh, Gary had a, uh, a very big ego and a very big bravado. And we didn't get along very well, but he was senior to me, E79. Um, but he took care of me. He showed me how to get around things. He showed me how to kind of tame uh, a little bit of my attitude and my excitement, my frustration. And uh, that was probably, you know, the next big, you know, uh, mentor. Um, continue on. And then the next one would be uh, Fleet Master Chief Chuck Clark. Chuck liked talking stories. And it always started with, hey, just sit down. Have I told you the story yet? And you didn't want to break his heart and say, no. Nah. <laughs> you told it to me 12 times, but I'd love to hear it again. And, you know, when, when, Chuck, uh, when Chuck spoke, you, you kind of stopped, stepped back and went, hmm, wow. Yeah. And, and, and that, made, that made things, you know, for me, just kind of growing up uh, intellectually. That was uh, there. And then uh, I'd say my final one in my career uh, would be the uh, Master Petty Officer uh, um, of the Navy, Mike Stevens. I, I worked for him for a little bit, and he always had a way of giving me sage advice that <laughs> uh, wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, what I needed or wanted, but it was it was the way I, I you know, he gave it to me. Um, and then my personal mentor and um, guide is a friend of mine that I worked with in the Navy. We taught together. Um, Bill White, he's uh, on his dissertation phase of his doctor. We're both in the same program. I convinced him to do it. And uh, Bill, you know, we just became good friends. And now we mentor each other through the doctoral process. Bill, Bill had a saying to me. Um, and I, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to pass on to our, our listeners is uh, he would ask me often, Rich, are you building dirt roads or super highways? So if you've ever built a dirt road, you know, if you lived in the country, which I have, you can build a dirt road on a dry day all day long, but does it last the first rainstorm? And if it does, then is it going to last the second, the third, maybe the fifth? And, and the super highway, most likely out of concrete, you know, reinforced with rebar is going to last. The point that he was making to me was, what am I doing with my relationships? Am I making, am I building dirt roads with my relationships or am I building super highways with my relationships? Uh, am I taking the time to let the concrete cure and, you know, pour the foundation the right way? Or am I slapping some dirt down and packing it down saying, hey, hey this one will last? And, so a lot of props go to to Bill and you know his continued patient counsel. So that's from uh, Cammies to Civvies with some mentor <laughs> sprinkle in there. Um, I, I think uh, you asked uh, about Cobb. So why was my Cobb tour on the Rhode Island so short? Uh, I went to get hearing aids and. Uh, I came out with a golf ball sized uh, benign brain tumor. <clears throat> so um, 
I did what any good, uh, you know, Marine Navy soldier airman would do. And, you know, I said, I can tough this out. And the doctor wouldn't let me. So I had brain surgery. And as a result, uh, my hearing nerve and my balance nerve on my left side were amputated during brain surgery. And uh, they couldn't remove all the tumors. So I have 5% uh, still attached to my facial nerve. And I often joke that it's my little buddy and we go everywhere together. Um, so uh, that was 2000. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. It's it's deep, deep account listening to you. It's riveting, Rich, your your balance and your poise and your your hearing is fine-tuned. And so I just had to let you give us the real skinny on things with your decorated United States Naval Service. And as I interrupt to give you something, I just want to bow to you and, and have a moment of silence for those that did pay the ultimate sacrifice, all of our comrades that are on the waters protecting our nation in faraway lands, those that are standing with the sailor's salute and homage of Semper Fidelis, always faithful principles, our army soldiers, our airmen, our our sailors, our Marines, and our coasties, our law enforcement. This is educating our veterans live. So let's just do that on the Christina Silva Show, everyone. Make a mentor and look in hindsight, even as early as this moment, and see those that have impacted your life that you may not necessarily get along with, those that you do revere and wish to become your mentors, turn the mirror onto yourself today, self-reflect, because creative resiliency solutions are all around us, but sometimes we have to admit in nakedness with our hearing and with our own eyesight in the mirror, how can we be better people? How can we be real estate developers and creating relationships like with higher education commitments, with doctors around us, our friends, our family, our comrades, our mates, our pets. Are you appreciating who you are to become? And are you concerned with the ability to know that educating our veterans is a community responsibility? Rich, it's riveting listening to you. I feel like I've known you forever. I met you literally under nine hours ago. And we are here at a very important nationwide and international conference. We have our Department of the Defense, education, our Department of Labor, our Department of the DOD that cares about it. I mean, it, it's a thing, it's education, it's health, it's housing, it's employment. We're the total comprehensive fitness mm-hmm. arm at CCME, the online platform of members with schools and colleges that care about the pathway for you to decide to use tuition assistance, your post 9-11 GI Bill, your VA health benefits, your mental health benefits, and to not be afraid to stand up to the call if you get the news that you've got a golf ball-sized tumor or to get the news that maybe you could build a superhighway instead of a dirt road. Right, Rich? Absolutely. Um, I left one person out, and I'm sorry, is uh, Major General uh, Retired, uh, John Barnett at the uh, University of Charleston, West Virginia. Um, John took a chance and it, uh, accepted my master's degree uh, application and then uh, accepted my uh, application to to get into the doctoral program. Um, And without that chance, and I say a chance because, you know, you don't always get into these programs. And when John took the chance to uh, accept me, that opened the door for this, you know, conversation we're going to have. So I I definitely got to say thanks in in public to him and to his... unlimited patience with uh my uh sometimes my academia so 
I got to say that. Um, you know, Christina, as you were talking, I, I used to tell some of my young uh, chiefs that were now thrust into leadership positions. If they took a three by five card and they drew a line, you know, they, they put it so it's long and they drew a line down the middle and they, they said, Yes, and on one side and no on the other. And then underneath each one, they wrote a name. On the yes side, it was a leader that they wanted to follow. It was a leader that they looked up to. It was a leader that made such a positive impact on their life. Um, what would that name look like? And then on the no side, it was the leader that they just didn't see the, the qualities of leadership in, or it was the leader that there was no way they wanted to ever follow them again. And Many of us in the military could probably imagine two names right now really quick. And then after, once I told them to do that, I said, now flip it over and take it to somebody you're leading and see if your name ends up on one of the sides. Which side does your name end up on? Is it on the yes side or the no side? Um, Because we do have that impact. And you might not know it today, but, you know, there may be somebody that you led five, six, ten years ago that's telling a story about you or is has the exact same leadership principles that you had that they used to fight, but they respect it so much they're emulating it. So leadership is a full circle that, you know, we, uh, we're always... Uh, you, you know, on display, and it starts when when we're parents, and you know, our kids often look at us as their first image of a leader, and then from there they choose to go in which direction, the yes or the no. So, um, after uh, the surgery, <clears throat> I had uh, radiation surgery, and uh, I fought really, really hard to get back into active, you know, deployable status. And and I did, and I, I took all of my demons and I put them in a closet and I wanted to finish my career on my terms, not on anybody else's. And that's a whole separate, uh, you know, show. Uh, and I, and I did, I finished on my terms, but at, at a cost, um, it was in 2015, uh, towards the end where I knew it was coming towards the end of my career that I I started to really look at some of the physical and mental um, issues that came with the tumor and came with, you know, some of the things that, you know, we had done as, um, you know, career service members and, you know, what it was like on deployment. So uh, it was in 2016 when um, I was paired with a, uh, the Navy's, uh, wounded warrior program safe harbor and uh, they put me in touch with a uh, group here out of texas called tad saw t-a-d-s-a-w um uh, train a dog save a warrior and uh bart sherwood is his name it's a nonprofit, and uh, bart has a passion for soldier sailors airmen and coast guardsmen and he wants to make sure that uh you know, we're taking care of if we have a, a, a need. And he, uh, you know, put me in touch with a, a trainer in Boston because I was living in Rhode Island. And uh, we went through the, you know, the, the training process of training Cobb as, uh, as my service dog. And, and, and Cobb as a service dog, you know, is there for medical alert. And those are the things that for the last part of my career, you just kind of, you know, 
take a Motrin, put some foot powder on it and for you Corman out there, you're probably chuckling and, you know, telling, <laughs> telling Christina and I to hydrate through the, uh, through the radio. So it, it, it is that, and, and, you know, Cobb goes, you know, 99% of the time Cobb's with me. And if not, my wife is with me, if Cobb's not, um, and there's very few times Cobb's not with me, but you know, my wife picks up on things and, you know, case in point, the first night we were here, we went to a restaurant and the room was, uh, you know, being deaf, the room was just getting louder. And she, without me knowing, she told me when we got back to the room, uh, she asked the waiter to turn down the music in that, in that little room. And I didn't realize, you know, that we were getting louder and the music was that much. So, you know, having my wife as, you know, along my side in the care, um, it's more than just, you know, your spouse. Uh, we dated for three months, blind date. We've been married for almost 29 years, two children, two grandchildren. So she's, she's more than just my spouse. And, and, you know, she's, she sat beside me, you know, when I came out of surgery and all I wanted was food. And then she sat beside me for uh, balance therapy. So uh, she has, she's been there through, through everything. Everything. So uh, with Cobb and my wife and my family, you, you know, it, it, it makes things a lot easier. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, there's definitely that that connection that I, that I appreciate. Semper, Semper, Semper Fidelis to Rich Curtis, our CMC, Richard G. Curtis, retired U.S. Navy our chief of the USS Rhode Island for this exclusive remote show broadcasting live from Austin, Texas at the ccmeonline.org 2019 symposium. Educating our veterans is truly a community responsibility. No man nor woman is an island. We've done it together today, Rich. We've offered the world creative resiliency solutions through the truth about the matter of mental, physical, and total comprehensive fitness. Congratulations in advance for your doctoral degree, mm. Dr. Curtis, in advance, and for your amazing speech tomorrow, January mm. 24th, live at CCME. I can't wait to hear the keynote. And on this note, we salute Mrs. Curtis for her beauty mm. and also for the poise and honor and supervisory excellence of Cobb, our chief of bones. Well, our chief of the USS Rhode Island is out and so is CRS. But before we drop that mic, we want to thank a guest of the past, and Honorable Bobby Newman for his Southeastern Guide Dogs explosion where dogs are no ordinary dogs. Dogs, and that's God, with dogs spelled backwards, transforming lives. Dogs are like students and they're like alumni. They walk and open doors to our freedom after our service. And I'm looking for a guide dog too. So thanks to Bobby Newman for offering myself and the opportunity to share a great discovery of Southeastern God Dogs at guidedogs.org because we're going to transform, adapt, and overcome from our counties to cities at CCME and beyond. So keep on listening to the Christina Silva Show on LA Talk Radio, Wednesdays worldwide at 2 p.m. on Channel 2. And from Central Standard Time, it's 5 o'clock and we're about to get after hours, share some camaraderie, and be back next week with more fabulous guests and a post-review of the symposium. Check out CCME online, join today, and remember, the DAV.org is also here. For all the caregivers, there's a new app, so check it out to learn about the Caregivers Act. And remember, your vote counts. Keep on listening.
get involved and phone a friend. Until next time, this is the Christina Silva Show. Drop that mic. Peace out. And thank you to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to the Christina Silva Show only on LA Talk Radio.